0: We've put together this show today to pay tribute to all the amazing women out in the world. Wherever you are in your journey through womanhood, the self-care club believe women supporting one another is the key to unlocking our greatest potential. When a community of women come together through acceptance and support, we are reminded of our strength. And when we champion one another, we give ourselves the courage and permission to live life to our fullest capacity. When women go against one another, it creates division, but when women come together, it creates magic. In this one-off bonus episode for International Women's Day, we interview an inspiring female change maker and hear from you, our listeners, about the women who
1: have impacted us the most. Kat is a first-generation Dominican-American facilitator and community architect who's dedicated to building spaces that foster soul-centered conversations and connections and navigating the nuances of community, identity, advocacy, self-care, and storytelling in her everyday life. In 2016, while living in her hometown of Miami, she launched a blog dedicated to vulnerably sharing her personal journey of trying to figure it out while amplifying the voices of millennial women shifting the culture. Since 2016, Kat has been cultivating mindful and heart centered spaces on the internet and in real life, bringing together a community of gentle and like minded souls. She is the founder and CEO at Goddess Council, a sisterhood and wellness community for women seeking deeper connections, opportunities to heal new meaningful friendships, and joy. She also hosts the Chats with Cat podcast. The mission of the podcast is to showcase Cat's personal journey of self-actualizing, overcoming fears, and paving the way for her soul's purpose to shine through, while amplifying the voices of women and millennials impacting the culture for our highest good. Thank you so much for joining us today to celebrate International Women's Day, Cat. We're delighted to have you on Self-Care Club.
2: Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction and for having me. This is really exciting.
0: On our podcast this week, uh, Lauren and I both wrote to uh, two women that we find inspirational and who we very much admire. Um, And we'd like to send this question over to you. Who would you like to nominate as your inspirational woman and why? I have to say my mom, and
2: I know that that's a pretty
0: like cliche
2: <laughs> um, response, but honestly, my mother and I have gone through a journey of really learning how to evolve together. My mom had me as a teenager, and our ride together thus far has been so um unique. And now that I'm an adult and she is now an empty nester and like Mm -hmm. kind of realizing that she has things that she wants to do for herself that are not attached to her children. um, She's just evolving in a really beautiful way. That's inspiring me. And I also love that my mom um, has done the work of being able to just acknowledge the ways that maybe she didn't do that good of a job in certain things. And like, she's not scared or ashamed to admit or apologize or even to be on this journey with me to heal certain things and for us to come together as a unit to talk about what things were maybe generational patterns or what things she inherited from her mom and you know how maybe there were things that she thought she would something in the, along the lineage that she thought she would break that didn't necessarily happen. And for us to just have conversations now as adult women, Beautiful. just trying to be better and evolve. And I know that not everybody gets that chance with their mom for many different reasons. Sometimes moms can be pretty resistant to that and she isn't. And that's been really inspiring. And I realize that because she's so willing to do this, it's helping me Really evolve. And I know that there are certain things that wouldn't be going along as much as they are if my mom wouldn't be participating in it it with me. So, yeah, that's
3: that's what I would say, my mom. That's gorgeous.
1: That's gorgeous. And actually brings us in the most beautiful full circle because Nicole, the two women that Nicole nominated were her daughters. So it's just, (laughs) I think that's a lovely (laughs) rounding of a full circle of life going on there, right? Love it. Absolutely.
2: The woman that inspires me the most is my mother. She is so strong, and she constantly shows me how to brave the world and uh, through different situations, and if it's tough, what to do. And even to this day, she constantly amazes me with her strength. She motivates me to be a better person each and every single day, and she motivates me to honestly be like her in the future if i am anything like my mother in the future i know i would have made it my mom has always made me feel like whenever i'm with my mom i'm always going to be home
0: mandy says she has a few michelle obama it's obvious but i love her super bright and highly qualified lawyer an amazing mother campaigner and always played her huge role as the first lady with such personality and grace Mandy also says, My mum at 32 with two small kids decided to get some qualifications, three A levels, one BA honours degree, and a master's degree in history. Later, she nailed that one. Then went on to teach creative writing, wrote articles for women's magazines, and became a scriptwriter for Emmerdale. More recently, she turned lockdown boredom into entrepreneurship by starting a crocheting business, hats, scarves, and headbands, all selling in local shops and online. She's pretty impressive. My eldest daughter also, from a very tough beginning of being born super prematurely, she had grown into one of the most grounded, kind, smart and talented people I know. I wouldn't tell her this, but she amazes me every day. And my best friend Kim, one of the strongest and inspired people I know, a hard family upbringing and then navigated emotional abuse from her husband for years, survived a horrendous divorce and then breast cancer. Yet she still smiles, sees the positive, has brought up her daughter brilliantly and is so kind, thoughtful and strong she's amazing.
1: So we did, um, an episode this week about sisterhood and we did a sisterhood circle. It was my first one and Nicole ran it and there were five of us in it. It was a whole new experience. What, what does sisterhood mean to you? And what does sisterhood look like to you? This is such a beautiful question because I did not really know what sisterhood
2: meant or what it felt like until I, Really found myself in a lonely place and felt so desperate that I had to like actively seek out the connections that I just knew spiritually was missing. So, like, I I wasn't really the kind of girl growing up where like I had like a group of, of girls around me that I was always with. I kind of always yearned that, like, you know, like your squad, like your besties and all of that. I didn't really have that. And so, I feel like growing up, I was pretty lonely in that way. And then when I moved to New York from Miami, I was like, okay, I'm like in the city, I have no friends and I want friends to do this whole experience with like, I'm in New York in my twenties and I don't have friends. Like that just doesn't feel right. And so <laughs> I've gone on that journey and now I'm so blessed to have a sisterhood that I've been able to cultivate through goddess council. But now I know that what sisterhood means to me is really just having solid women in my life that i can evolve with and that i can go through the ups and downs of life with and that can support me through all of the phases and not judge yeah. me for yeah. being human and that i am also allowed to show up for them and so you know for it to just be an interactive experience where we're able to just like get you know gain experience in life together and just try as a unit and uplift each other throughout all of the
0: intricacies of this of this life
1: yeah it's so nice you've said that so beautifully thank you (laughs) you just mentioned very briefly there the goddess council can you tell us all a bit about it what it is and what you do and who you are and what it's about
2: yeah so goddess council was really this um This idea that came to me in 2018. Yeah, it was 2018, six months after I moved to New York from Miami. I was like living in Brooklyn by myself, and I had this really weird experience where I was about to get on the train and like legitimately almost got attacked by a stranger. And it was pretty traumatizing, but When I got home, I realized that what I really wanted was to like, I wish I had a friend in that moment to be like, Hey girl, can we grab a drink or something? Like I need to like just decompress with somebody. And I didn't, I was alone. I went home Mm -hmm. and I was just by myself. But in that very moment, what I did with that energy instead was like, I was like, I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't want to continue living without a community. And so I sat on my computer for a few hours and I just drew out and manifested this community that I wanted. I, I was like, who, or what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? I was like, Oh, we're going to go to museums. We're going to go to, we're going to go to bars. We're going to have like potlucks at each other's houses. We're going to just come together and just be there for each other. And I thought goddess council would be like our group chat name is what I thought. Like, that's what I envisioned. And so I put together this little deck on the, like using Canva and I posted the deck on my Instagram. And I kind of just was like, Hey, if you want to do this with me, um, you know, my apartment is open. Like, let's hang out, let's have a potluck or something. And so three women came by two of them. I didn't know they were just from the internet. And then after that, I did it again. And Uh, like 10 people showed up. And then after that, it was like 20 people. And then I realized that it wasn't just me. (laughs) Yeah, it was such an organic unfolding. Um, The people who came to the first potluck told their friends. And then, you know, when I posted about it on Instagram, people were like, well, when's the next one? And so, you know, it kind of just like evolved, evolved, evolved until I realized that I was tapping into something that I hadn't realized. Like I wasn't the only one feeling lonely. turns out that it's pretty hard to make friends as adults. And when you're trying to make friendships that are rooted in authenticity, vulnerability, you know, substance, where do you go for that? I didn't really know. And so I inadvertently created this collective with the intention of whoever joins this space and whoever is here is is looking for the exact same thing. And so I started hosting these potlucks in my apartment, in my living room. And then um, I just kind of became a business and a, and a sisterhood, a wellness collective, because it turns out a lot of us are just also on this journey of trying to feel better, live better, learn, grow and all of that. So we are building these really beautiful bonds, but along the way, we're also side by side helping each other level up. And so since the mm-hmm. pandemic started, we, we shifted everything online because obviously <laughs> I had no choice. And so now we became a membership. We have a, a, like a virtual space, a private virtual space where we can now say the things that we were saying in person, but like it's safe, which is something that for a while before mm-hmm. we did the membership was kind of, um, it was a little bit lost because it was public and whoever, and like just anybody was able to join the space. And I, I I've always wanted to make sure that I protect the vulnerability of the shares and how people are showing up. And so now we have this virtual space. We have like twenty-five gatherings a month where we just like have happy hours or journaling sessions. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's like it's women from all over the world. And so at first it was just um it was just in Brooklyn and then we expanded to Miami and we had a host in Miami and then we were gonna launch in LA. And so we were kind of thinking about doing that. And that was going to be beautiful. It was beautiful in and of itself. But when we became a virtual uh, community, then people from other parts of the world that would have otherwise never had a Mm. chance to experience GC now get to be in GC. So we have women from the states, like from um, from a bunch of the different states, and then we have folks from like Estonia and Canada and like all these other places. That it just it just kind of reminds me that although we're far away and although maybe a lot of us grew up differently the yearning that we all have for like that really, really beautiful, deep, authentic um, bonding is is universal. And so that's what GC is in its current iteration. And once we're able to come together, now that we have people from so many different places, I'm hoping that we can have retreats and we can all meet together at least like once a year and, and do all of that. But it's just been such a beautiful journey.
1: If there isn't an age limit, then we're in. (laughs)
2: there is no age limit there is no age limit there really isn't we have obviously like there's a lot of a lot of our members are like my age but we have a few members who are in their 40s we've had people pop in that are in their 60s because again it's universal it's not it's not relegated to like age or location or race or religion or anything it's like a soul thing it's a
0: spiritual thing that we're all looking for you know That's what we all need It's what's going to make the world a better place. So thank you so much for creating that because I'm sure you're bringing so much value and love to this, to these women's lives. I really, you must be.
2: Well,
3: thanks. My inspirational woman is going to be Elizabeth Day, who is a journalist and broadcaster Uh, of her podcast how to fail and for me she is so incredibly inspirational because she has allowed me to see that your failures in life are those moments where real positive change can happen for her it was the end of a marriage and her um, inability to conceive naturally um, and she's turned all of that on its head and made a really great career out of um, seeing how failure can really um, be something incredibly positive. So yes, she is my hero.
1: Hi, we're Lauren and Mary from the Learning with Lauren and Mary podcast. We wanted to say we love the messages you spread as part of the Self-Care Club podcast. We'd like to nominate Flo Kennedy as a woman who inspires us on International Women's Day. She was a tenacious and outgoing activist who fought for the rights of all minorities. She once poured fake urine on the steps of Harvard to protest a lack of female bathrooms. As a woman of colour, she faced a lot of hardship, but she turned her negative experiences into power. I would like to nominate Nicola Sturgeon for how she prioritizes well-being and claims that it is as important as economic growth in measuring the success of a nation. Horizon Studios, let's go further. This episode is brought to you by Notion. Have you ever stumbled
0: upon a tool that feels like it's been tailor-made for you? Well, that's exactly how we feel about Notion. Simply and beautifully designed with all your notes and docs in one place and the power of AI built inside. It's where every idea, task and episode comes to life effortlessly.
1: Notion merges creativity with productivity seamlessly. Whether we're planning out our episode schedule, collabing on show notes or tracking guest invitations, it's perfect for those who may be becoming a little forgetful in midlife.
0: Hey! Just the other day, we used it to map out an entire season of our podcast in record time. And that's why Notion has become an indispensable part of our podcasting toolkit. It even wrote this intro for us.
1: Notion is more than just a workspace. It's our secret weapon for success in the digital age. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired.
0: Notion is for everyone, CEOs, students and Lauren, if she can manage to navigate it anyway one can.
1: Hmm. Try Notion for free when you go to Notion.com slash self care club.
0: That's all lowercase letters Notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link you're
1: supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club.
0: I'm curious to know what is one thing that you hear over and over again coming from these women. Is there something that um women are mainly struggling with or is it across the board completely different stuff
2: no there are some things that come up often and and i think now in the pandemic there's a lot of new conversations that we're having a lot of realizations that we're having even about like what our purpose is or what like our motivations are our priorities and that kind of thing um something that's coming up a lot right now like literally today in our sessions was um people are not really wanting to do the traditional career anymore. Like a lot of our members, like we're all kind of talking about how we, especially in the past year, so much has been exposed, you know, in terms of like what really matters, like what really, really matters. And I think a lot of our members are kind of like in this in-between of like, I don't want to do this job anymore because I realize it doesn't actually fit with me. It doesn't, align with my spirit anymore. I see that there's a lot of work and there are a lot of things that need to be fixed in the world. I want to be doing something that matters. And then also feeling like, well, we still have to make money. We still have to pay our bills, like trying to be adults and like adulting and responsible, but also honest and truthful and aligned with who we really are. And so that's coming up across the board
0: almost every single time we get together. Every single time. And I do love that that is something that's come out of COVID and is coming out of COVID that people are really questioning their life choices and actually what quality of life they want to have and what they don't want in their life and what they do want in their life. And I think that is a real, a really a beautiful thing to come out of this pandemic because everything became so small and so tiny mm. and we didn't mm. have much choice but to appreciate the smaller things in life that we weren't really noticing beforehand and I'm mm. I feel really pleased that that is happening in um, younger women well I mean when I say young women I mean younger than me I'm 44 um, mm-hmm. because then I think at this at that age they can make better choices for themselves so by the time they get to 40 they might not be having the midlife crisis that I've seen a hundred times <laughs> happening in women where they might but COVID might be preventing that we don't know yet but that could be fantastic yeah. if it does yeah.
1: And you know, the other thing is that I wonder if what you're saying about us all noticing you know, focusing in on what's important and what matters, if that's going to help with the whole concept of um, neck craning, wanting to be wondering what other people are into, wondering what other people are up to. And I'm thinking about your podcast episode with Kerry Washington, where she literally said she was in a (laughs) yoga, Kerry Washington, I'm obsessed with her, by the way. Um, She was in a yoga class and the yoga teacher was like, stop craning your neck because you're going to break your neck. A metaphor for like, just stay in your lane, stay in your own lane, look at what you're doing. And I wonder if because we, we physically haven't been allowed to be in anyone else's lanes. We've been so, you know, tunnel visioned about our own stuff. If actually in a way that's helpful to women, because it's, it, it makes you focus in on you rather than the constant comparing and imposter syndrome and all the stuff that women get themselves in a real pickle about.
2: Yeah. And also like I think what's also been exposed is that there's so many things that need attention. Like we need to be activated across the board. We don't all need to be doing the same thing. We need different people doing a lot of different things to be able to make this better. And I think because a lot of these issues have come to surface or at least have now have a brighter light being, Mm. uh, you know, kind of showcased. It's like, I think people are now gravitating towards, Hey, like I actually feel really compelled to activate and work towards this particular issue and contributing my attention to that. And my sister, my friend, she's doing this thing, but like she needs to be doing that thing. I need to be doing this thing. We don't actually need to be doing the same thing and we're not in competition with each other. We're not at all. There is enough space for all of us. And if we don't pay attention to that and, and, and if we are instead distracted by the, I don't know, you know, by the competitiveness that I think so many of us are indoctrinated with, we're actually holding back progress because our gifts are not being, you know, attuned to the thing that they should be. And so I think that that's also something that at least within within Goddess Council, we're pretty open about too. And we encourage, and even when like we are having happy hours and just kind of talking and just brainstorming about whatever, whenever somebody has an idea, like, you know, I'm really thinking about doing X, Y, and Z. We're always like, do it, go for it, try it just go for it and you never know. And so I think that that's also really helpful is to have, you know, people in your space that like encourage you to do your thing and to just try something new for you instead of being like, no, actually, you know, everybody else is doing this. Like the money is over here, actually, that you should be doing this. So yeah, I think that that's also contributing to a collective shift.
0: That I would say that is a massive shift going from um, a woman in her 40s and that that kind of didn't exist, that support and that championing didn't really exist outside of your absolute inner circle of women. I think women still felt very competitive of one another. So I love to hear that that conversation and that narrative is changing in and amongst each other because it needs to because actually when women come together as you've proved with goddess council magic happens as we found with our sister circle and our week of sisterhood we create magic together we are stronger together than we are alone and I think the sooner that all generations of women jump on this
1: Mm. the quicker we can start to make the changes that we want to make and and that you never need to dim someone else's light to make your own light shine yes beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. the women that inspire
2: me are first off my mother she is so fiercely caring and independent and adventurous and she's willing to take her life and make it her own Uh, no matter what society might tell her to do or whatever box she's put in, and I find her really inspiring for that. The other woman is my close friend Anna, who is so caring and emotionally intelligent. She's measured, and she always shows up for the people she loves, and you can always count on her.
1: I love them both very dearly. Hi, ladies. I would like to nominate my work colleague, Hannah Farrell, who has been an absolutely unbelievable inspiration to me. She has been so unbelievably supportive, not just through this pandemic or as a work colleague, but as a friend. I'm a teaching assistant and she is head of year five to six. She's recently just got over COVID and ended up seriously ill in hospital and we were all very worried. But even when she was ill, she'd make sure I was okay at work and always cheer me up. She's given me such strength and confidence in myself. made me realise all the things I can achieve. I came out of an abusive relationship 10 years ago, but still struggle at times with self-belief and confidence. Hannah has honestly helped me in more ways than she will ever know. She is amazing at her job and does everything and more for our school. She just needs to know how amazing she is.
0: One of my female inspirations is Brené Brown, the professor, lecturer, author, who has written numerous books about vulnerability, braving the wilderness and being strong women, being authentically yourself. Um, I find her very inspiring. What do you think, I mean, I know this was a quite big lesson actually, but what do you think millennial women have to teach women who are in their 40s about self-care and wellness? Um, I mean,
2: if we continue just kind of on the same vein, it's like I think sometimes um, millennial women, because we kind of, at least for those of us who are maybe in like the later part of the millennial spectrum that are kind of closer to Gen Z who grew up using the internet and, and really evolving with it, I think we are able to see more opportunity and potential because we are tapped into these spaces and we have followed a lot of people along who've made massive impact and like have built careers doing things that are not conventional. And I think for me and my experience is that sometimes, uh, women in their forties or like women who are older because they didn't grow up with that. They have more conventional attitudes towards like how life has to be. And we don't really have that in the same way. And I think we're more, we're more open to pushing the boundaries a little bit in terms of like what we are expected to be and to do. And Gen Z is just like blowing it out of the water. They're like on a whole other level, like I think millennials are kind of getting it and Gen Z is just like, yeah, we're absolutely rejecting all the things that don't make any sense. And so I think (laughs) that that's really... they're like yeah no um we saw all of you mess everything up we're gonna go this way instead (laughs) (laughs) they're not kidding and I I I I think it's really inspiring
1: (laughs) no they're really not I I have a 17 year old son so I'm listening to this at the dinner table most nights you know his (laughs) the whole way his mind works and the whole you know he's just like no that doesn't eat all your stuff that's in a box isn't a stuff and we're like no, no no that's That's the world. No, no, it isn't. Like, you guys are going to die, and then we're just going to take it out, you know.
2: (laughs) it's literally how they're saying it and like I don't blame them it's like there's so many things that like don't work and there's so many people that continue to hold things that don't work I understand why they're just like you all suck like we're gonna take over and we're gonna do things so different I get it but I think going back to your question I think it's just yeah I think um just like pushing the 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 boundaries of conventionalism and also I mean, we just had a workshop yesterday about decolonizing sexuality and um, we had this beautiful uh, facilitator come in and kind of just like give us some historical ancient context for how we used to look at sexuality and how we used to look at our expression as women um, before colonization. And like that whole experience of being able to open yourself up to maybe questioning how we were taught to be expressive or sexual or sensual feminine, all of that because of the traditional attitudes versus maybe just like feeling how you feel and going along with what your soul and what Mm -hmm. your body is telling you, instead of allowing society to be like, that's wrong. You are wrong. That's not okay. Live with shame. Oh, you know, and
0: so yes, yes, I
2: think that that's something that's shifting a lot within millennial women, and I I really hope trickles into into all the generations, honestly.
1: And if we if we flip that question on its head, so do you think I'm do you think there is anything that two middle aged women have to teach your generation of women? What can we bring to the table?
0: Can you stop calling us middle aged? I mean it's Nicole, we are middle aged. For
1: God's (laughs) sake. I don't care. Just stop saying it. (laughs) I said to her a few podcasts ago, my God, there should be a podcast for like middle-aged women to discuss this stuff. She was like, Lauren, we're making that podcast. I was like, Oh shit, yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Own it. Own it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think that the storytelling and the lived experience is, is in like, there's no value that you can put. There's no price that you can put on us exchanging stories. And I mean, like I go to my grandma for basically everything because she has lived more. She Mm -hmm. has more lived experience. I can be coming up with theory about something and she can be like, I actually lived through that. And this is how it plays out. She, and she has (laughs) spared me from so much suffering by just like shifting my perspective a little bit. And of course, like, you know, going back to the point of like, there's a push and pull between certain generations where I think millennials are pushing the norms. And sometimes there's folks with more traditional attitudes. There's going to be sometimes some, some, uh, differences in how we perceive things, but in general, lived experience, life experience, womanhood, shifts, motherhood, all of these different things. Like you have to have your community of women that range in an age spectrum because we need each other. Like we need each other for all the things it's not just for any one pocket. And so Mm. I think any given, you know, 40 year old woman will have her own lived experience and something that she may be able to share with somebody like me or somebody in GC who like just needs that advice. And so I, I really, really would say that, yes, like there's a plethora, there's like a, a, a vessel, like a, a, an ocean, a sea of advice and guidance mm-hmm. and stories that, that 40 year old middle-aged, 60 year olds, women, whoever, um, can share yes. with us and we need it we absolutely need it and we crave it. And I hope that that comes across to y'all because I don't want, I would hate to, to think that, um, our age is kind of creating gaps where we feel like, Oh, you know, they don't need us or like, we're not in the same, we're not in the same lived experience right now. we at the same uh, phase in life. So like, there's nothing that I could say, or there's nothing that they can really share with me because it's a really, really meaningful exchange to just be able to do it all together,
0: you know? Beautiful. It's the ultimate way in which we can champion one another. Yeah. Isn't it? Mm. Yeah. We women I find inspirational are my daughters. They taught me so much. They taught me about new ideas, about new music, new food, new culture, new way of thinking. I feel we can learn so much from each generation, from different generation and different culture. Uh, but most of all, what I admire in them is how open-minded and courageous they are. Golda Meyer, at the Israeli PM, way before anyone else had a woman leader. And my A-level politics teacher, Miss Heaton, challenging, open-minded, polite, intelligent. My friend Rebecca, balanced, considered, beautiful. You, Nicole, brave, good listener, constantly wanting to learn. My friend Michelle. Hardworking, funny, knowledgeable. My role models are mainly my friends.
1: Princess Diana, she was a true feminist, a fashion icon,
0: a fabulous mother and a fighter and a warrior. And I love her. Kat, we always ask our guests this. What do you do for your own self-care? Oh my gosh,
2: this evolves
0: for me every single day and
2: every single week. Because especially over the past year, because yes. um, life has just continued to throw different things at me. Um, right now, self-care, like today, is looking like I need to drink a lot of water. I'm going to go to the garden and prune and, and take out some weeds. I'm going to make myself a nice salad. i um, probably going to listen to some, you know, beats. Like, lately, I've been listening to a lot of music with no words, just mm-hmm. beats. And so that's pretty cool so that I can be listening to music, but still hear my own thoughts. And so just kind of creating space for that. I, I uh, have a Peloton bike. I rode oh. a Peloton bike for 15 minutes. So good. You have one too? No, I'm desperate for one. I'm trying to manifest
0: one. It's not working. (laughs) You'll get that bike one day. I know there's more important things to manifest, but I really would like one.
2: (laughs) It's a game changer. It has made my life so much better. It has made my life so much better. And I know it's obviously like a privilege to have one, but um, that's been for movement, movement purposes, just like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't walk around as much as I used to. And, uh, for the, for the first half of, uh, Covid, that whole the at least in the states we've been going through it for a year of uh, for like from like March to I don't know like August or so like I was barely moving when I was still in Brooklyn and it's it got to the point where I was like this is actually gonna chip away at like my longevity my life yes. like I take yep. like two hundred steps a day where yeah. as I was walking miles every day and so this was the investment that that I decided to make because I was like things are not gonna change in the foreseeable future this is gonna make me feel safe and um. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's great. There's no better investment.
0: So, would you say that movement is a huge part of your self care as well?
2: Yes. And I have to also say that it's evolved too because movement for me for most of my life was attributed to weight loss and like maintaining this like physique that I thought I needed to have. Instead of just moving to feel good, it was moving to lose weight, moving because I didn't want to do this or wanted to fit in that. And it was really, really toxic. And When I went into that phase where I wasn't moving, I felt like I wanted to move to feel better. Not because I wanted to lose weight, but because I finally saw what happens when you just don't move, what it did to my mental health, what it did to my everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I'm moving because I like to move and I like to feel good, not necessarily because I want to be a certain weight. And so that has, that flip has been a major a game changer for my self-care practice as well, because I look Mm. forward to moving. I don't dread the workout. I'm like, yes, I get to work out today. My legs move, my lungs work and everything is, you know, working as it should. And so that's been a beautiful shift and it took me most of my life um, to get here. So that's been awesome.
0: Oh, how freeing and congratulations because that's a wondrous thing to be able to let go of. So I salute you. Yeah. Thank you.
3: I actually am pretty inspired by Helen Keller because she did actually change um, the whole disabled movement. I don't think if it was for her there would have been any sort of um, recognition for people with disabilities. There's a woman who lives across the road from me who is the sweetest, kindest person, like, literally, that I've ever met. And her daughter lives in Nicaragua and she's a housekeeper across the road. And, um, you know, she doesn't live in the same country as her daughter and she's here because she has to earn money and she can't earn money back home. And her daughter's the same age as my oldest. And I think every day about how hard it must be, the sacrifice that she makes in order to be able to give her daughter a better life and i just think about that massive massive sacrifice and how incredible karen is still as a person and how she makes me just feel like i need to be a better person and i need to be a better mum, and i don't want to take the small things for granted because look at these incredible sacrifices people make and i find her a really inspiring person
1: Please tell us, Kat, if people want to contact you or learn more about what you do and who you are, how can they get in touch with you?
2: So if you are a podcast person, you can check out my podcast. It's called Chats with Cat, Chats with an S. And then if you're on Instagram, my Instagram is cat.lantigua, my last name. And then if you want to check out Goddess Council, you can go to goddess-council.com. Or you can check us out on Instagram. It's goddess.council and all of our info will be there. And we're going through a brand refresh that we're going to announce in March and a bunch of new fun things. So it's going to be a fun experience to kind of follow along for most people right now. So
0: yeah, that's how people get in touch. You, you are a wonder and you are a role model, not just to women of your generation, but women of mine and women of all generations. Because I think it is too rare that... There are, not, there are not enough of us championing one another and standing behind each other and, want, and rooting for one another. So I applaud you. I'm thankful for you. And I think you're doing incredible work and important work in the world. So thank you.
2: Thank you so, so, so much for that. And thank you for having me here. Thank you for cultivating this beautiful experience. This is obviously fun for me to be on, but I'm sure for the listeners too, this is such a joy. So thanks for coming together and making this happen. It's been great. Thank
0: you. Thank you for your time. Of course. If you enjoy the show, want to be part of the club, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at selfcareclubpod. And if you like what we do and want to let us know, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? It really, really helps us out. And finally, if you want to give us any suggestions on what you want to try out, or let us know what you've tried and what the practices are and how it's helped you, please be sure to send us a message on our socials for a chance to be featured on the show. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.
1: The Motherkind podcast explores how to feel happier